The Virginia governor's race really gives us an opportunity to have a real inflection point as it relates to what's going on in this country. Yes, Donald Trump came in and won the 2016 election on the culture wars, and the culture wars are continuing. Youngkin realized that he could be strategic in utilizing race as, as the number one momentum boost needed in order to propel himself to victory. Don't, and let's, let's be very clear. He was the candidate that was endorsed by white supremacists. He was the candidate who was endorsed by a racist president, Donald Trump. He was the candidate who had people showing up to Confederate rally, uh, in Confederate flags, uh, to his rallies. He was the candidate who had people feeling that they can bring the flag from the January 6th insurrection to his rally. He's also the guy who last night at, at his campaign event, win, when people are screaming, you know, let's go Brandon. And we know that means F. Joe Biden did not shut that down. You have a black lieutenant governor who talks so much about, oh, I'm black and I've always been black and and now we own the water fountains. But guess what? In this push against critical race theory, that type of history is not going to be taught in the schools. The fact of the matter is he used critical race theory, him along with Tucker Carlson and Fox News. They use something that is a complete fabrication and use it to propel them to victory because they know how ignorant many people are in America as it relates to history and our ability and our inability to think critically on many issues. And so they took advantage of our of our stupidity on many levels. Fact of the matter is critical race theory is not being taught from kindergarten through undergraduate schools. And so when you ask people that uh, about it, I don't like critical race theory. What is, what is it? I don't know. Uh, but what I know about it, I don't like. You don't know anything about it. And so we're seeing that, that Republicans, once again, are embracing deliberate ignorance playing off of people's ignorance and it's winning because when work when push comes to shove always jump back into race and so how do democrats go forward when they're fighting lies well the first thing i have noticed is why aren't people pulling these educators together in these schools and having them make ads letting people know that critical race theory isn't being taught but there's a deep, deeper issue here because what this conversation about critical race theory has become it's it's become anything that has to do with black people is what needs to go. And when you go into some of these areas, rural areas or suburban areas across the country, people don't want to have that conversation about race because they don't have the ability to have that conversation about race. And they've been indoctrinated by the Foxes and One American News Network to, to believe that that there's this race monster called critical race theory that's coming to destroy their children. And the fact of the matter is they're, they're winning. And this is going to be a campaign strategy that's going to be utilized across the country because get Democrats haven't realized to shut it down. And quite honestly, when I'm looking at some of the media, the MSNBCs, the CNN of the world, it, what are we in November now? It was October when I finally started seeing these networks actually say critical race theory isn't even taught in schools. And Republicans and Fox and the like have been talking about this at least since last summer of June 2020, where it was mentioned on Fox, critical race theory, like 993 times or something like that, and then over 2,000 times this year, whatever the, the, the numbers are. So why is it that those of us who are in, you know, those media outlets like MSNBC and CNN and the like weren't even able to pick on this, pick up on this back then? Did we think that it was just going to go away? This is what Republicans do. Uh, the, this group of Republicans, they're united around their ignorance. They're united around hostility towards anything having to do with diversity, equity and inclusion, because they know that when you talk about education, there are people who are rural, suburbia, who are in, in urban spaces who don't want to learn about my history who don't want to learn about my story, who don't want to have conversations about changing demographics as it relates to gender and conversations about transgender and binary not and non-gender conforming and the like. They don't want to do that. Democrats need to stop working to try to appeal to white suburban moms 
and really start working to appeal to the diversity of the entire party because we don't have the same issues to be quite honest. And people have this conversation so much about how black people need allies and gay people need allies and Asian people need allies. I'm starting to think that maybe in some spaces, it's white people who need allies as it relates to learning how to have this conversation. And we talk about allies, people coming in to help, but racism was created to maintain white supremacy. So if if we want to talk about allies, maybe the people who are the descendants of those who created it need allyship or what I would like to call better partnership in order to help dismantle this thing, because what's happening now is people are putting the burden on people who didn't create the problems. And so really at the end of the day, Democrats, if you don't wanna fight for everybody in your party, you can claim you have a large tent, but your campaigning doesn't really speak to it. And if you're gonna realize, and not re- gonna realize that you have a Republican party that is united around the idea and the concept of, of the culture wars and anything shutting down anything having to do with race. And, you know, Tucker Carlson is saying things like, oh, you know, we finally ended racism and, you know, not talking about racism one the day and so on and so forth. Not talking about my story is racism. And you need to understand that. You see, people say, oh, get, get rid of talks about race means just only understanding and studying white history. No, that's racist within itself. And, you know, people have to understand that when you fight racism, you're not a racist for fighting racism. So what people are saying is they're not saying we don't have want to have a, a conversation about race. They're saying that we only talk want to talk about white stories. The fact of the matter is when people say that critical race theory is teaching kids to, to, to hate themselves, I'm like, why? I'm like, wow, where were you when I was coming up? Because my whole K-12 experience was about reading books and, and having a curriculum that made me hate myself as a black person. Going from seventh grade to twelfth grade, reading one book called Invisible Man, right? So look, and not getting my my story in there. So look, at the end of the day, we need to realize what's actually going on. People are not able, capable, willing, or educated, or critical, or, or, or able to think critically enough to have a nuanced discussion about race and history. And so they're putting these stories out there that just aren't true. And we talk about that mom in Virginia who had that ad, dissing beloved, and saying that it gave her some nightmares. We're talking about a child. Uh, who was in a senior AP college level class and couldn't handle Beloved? Seriously? I'm thinking about all of the books I read, Romeo and Juliet. We got teen suicide as an issue right now. Romeo and Juliet still in the schools. These are nonsensical arguments, but they're winning. And so in order to fight back, we need to be bold and we need to be deliberate in making sure that people understand where we are as a country as it relates to race and that uh, talking about racism and and studying history does not teach people to hate themselves. I work in schools K to 12 and as well as universities across this country, public, private and charter. And to be quite honest, I, I, wish, there, I wish there were more conversations about America's history as it relates to race. We haven't even scratched the surface and these Republicans are talking about a racial, a racial boogeyman in this thing called critical race theory, which they can't define. But most Americans can't define it. And that includes many Democrats as well. So if I believe that if, if, if Democrats are serious, they're going to start really going hard as it relates to appealing to, to non-white suburban mom voters. They're going to get serious about talking about issues relating to race and racism. They're going to be the ones to talk about this critical race theory as nonsense, but they kind of don't know either. So that's part of the problem. And because really, at the end of the day, when you see that this John Lewis bill, bill isn't passed and all of these other issues relating to voting are not passed, so there's just a lot of people out there who are saying, I'm not going to waste my time with Democrats because they're no better than the Republicans. And I don't believe that in any way, shape or form. But what I do know is that the Democrats are not culturally competent as it relates to being able to have a flushed out conversation about race and many of their policies. 
not even not being able to deliver police reform, for example, are, are showing the many in the black community that they don't know how to really reach us beyond nice platitudes when it's time to campaign and come into some black churches and things and the like. And so if things don't change now between now and the, and, and the midterms, I think that Democrats are going to end up losing the black vote for a very long time. And they're setting themselves up in positions where Republicans will follow their shenanigans going on across the country with these with these uh, introductions of, of voter restriction laws and, and other types of things, over 400 proposals that are going on in 49 states. They're putting themselves in a position where the Democrats will never run anything again. You better get your act together because it's now or never. Peace. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.